meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. We're on Talk of the Town today in the KTOE studio. It's Lisa Kay and technical conversation today. We've got a first-time guest on Talk of the Town. Today's guest is Brad Ammerman. Welcome. Thank you. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about, um, we, we were introduced via kind of a mutual friend, uh, and he said, I've got this guy that's, that's a hacker. And I said, a hacker? Yeah, computer hacker, cybersecurity. I thought, oh, those are all things that are not in my wheelhouse, but I'm willing to dive in and have you teach me a little bit. So thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Uh, we're fresh off a conversation that you had with a couple of my kids who are total computer nerds and kind of right up your alley. I figured that they would love you, and I think they did. Um, but tell me a little bit about what you do and and who you are. All right. Uh, so I'm an instructor here at MSU, adjunct. I teach college kids how to defend against networks and what information security is uh, in my day job, because that's definitely not my day job. I'm a senior director of testing services and my company basically hacks banking websites as well as we physically break into installations. Uh, we hack people, we hack networks internally and externally. <laughs> I love this. People are going, what? Who is on the radio? I, I've hacked IOT We've hacked mobile phones. I mean, you name it, my team can do it. So you are the people that go and are in charge of the people that will go in to a company and break into their either physical building or their security or computer or whatever to find the cracks. Correct. To the cracks in their system. So we kind of, you had mentioned before when I talked to you that I'm an ethical hacker. So... We're using the powers for good here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and so uh, you mentioned that you have a team of people. How, how Do companies come to you and hire you? Please come and break into my bank. Yes. And they pay a lot of money for us to do it. And the team of people are, are what? I mean, you're, you're just talking to my computer nerds that, that kind of left here. So those are people that are computer engineers. Are they... Well, I was actually telling one of your sons, I have a 19-year-old, no college, no certifications that I grabbed out of high school and offered him 95000 a year to come and hack for my company. Mm. 19 years old. Can't even drink yet. Right. And doing that kind of yep. work for a major, we're not going to tell you people like which corporations, but major corporations yeah. that you'll go into. and Banks, governments. And and you're based out of Mankato, yes. but I mean, I'm sure that, that that work can be remote. So you send teams places? Yes, where I am 100% remote. Wow. Okay. So you can never get me to go back into an office. That is, you could offer me 500K a year and I'll tell you no. I kind of feel the same way about, you know, having to go into a cubicle farm, things like that. This job's different every day. I'm sure your job is totally different every single day. 100%. Um, yeah. When you actually uh, get hired to do something can you can you give me like an example of something that might happen here locally that would put us as a consumer uh in danger of losing our information somehow i mean what, like I, we're out in public fishing well out in public pickpockets but like from a digital <laughs> standpoint yeah. uh fishing attempts older okay, what is fishing for people that might not be technical uh, it's you know. email phishing and it's basically a bad guy sending a weaponized email to someone's inbox or requesting information, personal information from you, pretending to be somebody they are not. They could be pretending that they're the CEO and they need something 
for this board meeting, or they could be pretending that they're your nephew and they're in jail and they need wire transfer and the bad guys get the money and then they take over your stuff. Via email? Via email. And so as grandma, grandpa are sitting at home checking their email, it might come from an address that looks just like. Yeah. So they would basically use techniques called spoofing and they would spoof a user's email address or even hijack that person's machine Mm -hmm. and take over and compromise their email and leverage that to send the malicious content out to grandma and grandpa. Okay. Well, um, how do we protect ourselves against education? Education. Education is number one. All right. And how do we go about being educated if we're not in college anymore? I mean, I have offered to go talk in front of KYC and some, and my offer my services mm-hmm. to the police department to educate the elderly around here. And even not even the elderly, there's a lot of people that just aren't technically savvy right. or aren't, you know, just use social media to that level or email to that level. And they're unaware. Right. And I call them layer eight. Uh, there's seven layers in the OSI model. It's how a computer works and networks work and things interact. But then I have layer eight, which are the users. And there's sadly no patch for users stupidity. And people like to click on everything. Right. And until they have that training. That happens in social media that. though. Too. Yeah, same I mean- thing. It's phishing. You're just yeah. doing it from a social media standpoint than email. You're on Facebook and you see this, you know, story and I think I saw you here and you click on it and then all of a sudden your account is messed up. Yep. It, people do it. Uh, they'll text you. Okay. The, that's another one. Um, they're already, we- they're weaponizing QR codes. There's an actual QR code on my the back of my shirt right now. If you were to scan it, I will be able to grab all the information on your phone and then we'll geolocate and timestamp where it came from. Whoa. And it uploads to a... a server that we have down in uh denver colorado okay so you're wearing a special hacker shirt yeah this one is the one i wore to defcon and we wanted to see how many people would be dumb enough dumb enough yeah on our stuff and we had over three i think like three thousand different people and it's all across the board we had like two in russia couple in Japan and South Korea. We had some Bangladesh, like all over the world. So how do we go? I, I've worked events where they've put a QR code up on the screen and everybody click here and you go to there. How do we know? You don't. What You don't. You don't. Okay. So this is just something to be aware of. Yes. All right. Um, that you don't, you shouldn't be randomly clicking on everything no, or and the sad scanning part, everything. It can be, there's a tool called SET, S-E-T. It's called the Social Engineering Toolkit. It's built into a operating system called Kali Linux and it's a hacking distribution and it's all mm. open source. So anybody could literally go download this five gig file, install it on a machine and start generating weaponized QR codes and pass them out all over the town. And if people are clicking on them, you know, using their little QR right. reader. That person is getting all the access that, you know, that weaponized QR code is doing. And so Joe Q public that might be listening right now is probably a little bit nervous. Could be. Mm-hmm. I'm well, not trying to spout FUD. Right. Um, what that is, is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's uh, kind of what salespeople do. They use these fear tactics to get people to buy into, you know, whatever they're selling. Protection and all that kind of thing. I would rather just educate yourself, mm-hmm. you know, be more aware of what is going on. And the repercussions that can happen if this was a malicious intent. And we should know that we do have people, people, local people that know these things. I I hopefully will be bringing in multiple people for you to interview or 
have a chat with uh, yeah, absolutely. our here local. Absolutely. I can't wait. Uh, you mentioned DEFCON. I know you just got back from, we've been waiting for him to get back from DEFCON so we could have this conversation. What is DEFCON? Uh, DEFCON has been going on for, I want to say, 31 years now. It's the biggest hacker conference slash security conference in the world. People fly from all over the world to come here and it's a week long in Vegas. It's a uh, black hat besides Las Vegas and DEF CON. Okay. It's called hacker summer camp and it's three different conferences that are ongoing during that week in Vegas. And you have everywhere from people bringing in Tesla's for us to hack them to hacking a satellite to hardware hacking. Uh, they even had, little demonstrations on how to break out of anti-theft devices. So hmm. things that get put on, things like clothes, shoes, those theft devices. Yeah, those little, if I pop showing, this off, it's going to sprout yep, ink somewhere. They were showing how to get those off without uh, popping the ink or anything like that. Wow. Okay, so there's a whole conference for there's, this. Yes. And I do know, because I saw while you were gone, an article that said that the president's uh, tech advisor was there at some AI thing, which spurred me to go, okay, AI. Now, in the news, we hear a lot about AI. It's not new. No. Okay, so explain a little bit about AI, artificial intelligence, um, chat GPT, those kind of things, when people don't you're, I mean, you might be talking to people that have absolutely no idea what it is, but you keep hearing about it, and it's, there's, there's a little fear there. I mean, there should not be fear. Um, we've been using autonomous types of things for a while. Um, think about Ford. They have uh, an assembly line of robots that build their entire trucks and cars. You're not going to see them go weaponized and be like Terminators That's you know, true, anytime yeah. soon. Right. Uh, ChatGPT is literally just an answer engine for the most part. You give it prompts and it will use all the plethora of the internet to try and find you a legitimate answer. Or there's some video generation ones that, you know, people are saying are causing deep fakes, which are being, you know, done, but, you know, it's mostly political right now. Mm -hmm. And then you have other ones that generate uh, pictures and things like that. It's all dumbed down at this point. Someday the technology will get better, but right now it, it's definitely light years before we get, you know, Judy Jetson or uh, Rosie from Rosie, the Jetsons, yeah. you know, running around doing our dishes for us. Right. It's, uh, that, that movie, Megan. Did you see the... I did not, but I know of that one. And it, I think we're... Is that kind of what we're talking about then? We got it. We got a while before yeah, that happens. Yeah, too. that was weird. I don't know if anybody saw that one. Absolutely terrifying but uh, our guest today on talk of the town is brad ammerman and he is the an ethical hacker you mentioned earlier um the hats a black hat when you were at the convention there's three different hats yes i asked my son about this he was like which well which hat is he <laughs> tell explain what that means a black hat is a person who does nefarious intent they do illegal activities they hack for monetary gain uh they basically do things that can hurt companies or people. Mm -hmm. Gray hats like myself, we kind of dabble in that kind of realm, but we don't do anything illegal right? because we don't want to go to jail. Is that so you can help the companies protect themselves? I mean, it's kind of just so that way I'm still at the level I need to be to be able to help and understand how the bad guys are doing the things that they're doing. Right, okay. And then the white hat hackers... Those are like the blue teamers. Those are the defense people. You know, they are there trying to stop 
all the bad things coming in so that way the company that they're protecting does not get popped with a breach. How did you get into this? Google. <laughs> really? Google. So like when you were a kid... No. <laughs> when you were, when you were a kid, what did you think you wanted to do? Were you a computer nerd like my kids are? We didn't. What? We had uh, Oregon Trail, so it was yep, a green yep. screen Apple Mac two or whatever. We it must was. be around the same age. Uh, okay. So I didn't have my first computer until I was in my twenties. Okay. Uh, when I got out of the army is when I found out what I wanted to do. So I got out in two thousand and eight, and I got hired on at the Supreme Court of Nevada to be a webmaster. So I built their website, did all that kind of stuff. I found my boss at the time who became like a father figure. He told me about network security mm. and I started Googling what that was and it sounded interesting. So I went to a college due to the GI bill called the university of advancing technology. Oh wow! And I met one of my mentors there actually this past year at DEF CON, I went just to pay tribute to his passing because he was my first mentor ever. He taught me what regex was. And so once I got that, uh, I migrated into a more cybersecurity centric. It was uh, information assurance. Mm -hmm. I was at a company protecting the data from exfiltrating or leaving the the plant. Mm. And it was at an airport. So I was one of the five technicians there and we controlled the entire network. Mm-hmm. On, on at the airport uh there's where i met my yoda my next mentor and he's the one that introduced me to hacking and once he taught me how to do this and told me the resources kind of like a jedi you know yeah. <laughs> google is what he told me and he's like just look for these resources so i'm self-taught okay and then on the job training when i kept moving companies right because you know once i left with him at the airport i went to lockheed Lockheed, I learned a lot of physical security and break-ins. I left them to go to a consulting firm, and that's when I got good with network uh, security testing and Mm -hmm. internal and external. And from there, now I'm the director. Well, now, as of like last week, I'm the senior director. Oh, congratulations. Uh, So I have a team of like 40 versus a team of 10 now. Okay. And you send them out. Yes. I now get to dictate (laughs) to them. They get voluntold what to do. That's perfect. That's perfect. So that's what allows me to teach at the college because, you know, I'm at a manager director level. I can make somewhat my own hours so I can be like, I'm going to take lunch this, these two days and I'm going to go teach over here. Right. How do you make sure as a teacher of all of these things, knowing what you know and kind of passing that on that the students that you are, are teaching your craft to are using it for good and not evil. You don't. Um, I have actually had to give one an F because he uh, live hacked an Iranian website for his uh, team project at the end of the semester. And I was like, hey, you need to stop. And he thought I was joking Mm -hmm. because I'm really friendly with my students. I'm not their friend, but I'm friendly. Mm -hmm. I tell them that. And he thought I was just kidding. And I was like, no, man, you need to like stop (laughs) right now (laughs) because they that's not good. Yeah. And so that has happened. Uh, however, I have hired about 15 of my prior students. Okay. So the ones that show themselves worthy, you know, I give them a shot or I put them in the positions to get internships or at least make an introduction to the people that I know who potentially are looking for a more junior spot and they get hopefully selected. And I've placed almost 15. Wow. So that's kind of nice. That's uh, Yeah, absolutely. And especially if, if you're training them, you know what you're sending out there. And is the, the field, I can only imagine, is growing. Yes, I guess. 
the need. The stats are a little outdated, but what I was told is just Minnesota alone has a negative 65% unemployment rate for cybersecurity professionals. Wow. So there's that many more spots open than we have people to fill them. I know if you're listening right now, you might be thinking, okay, this is a lot over my head, but I think that in our talks in the future, we plan to, you said, bring some people in. What are the topics that we're going to be covering as far as taking care of ourselves and general public uh, and even some cool stories? I mean, how to protect yourself against social engineering would be a great one for at least some of the older audience and people who aren't very tech sound. Yeah. I mean, we all have the, you know, grandma or, or aunt that clicks and shares everything yep. and all of that. Yeah. Things on how to protect yourself. Uh, don't use your password for your Facebook account as your banking account password. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. probably talking about tools that are free and open source that you can download and leverage to help make you a little bit more secure mm-hmm. in your daily life. Uh, that'd be a great one to go over. I'd like to talk about some of the tools that I use as a trade, like my grappling hook and why I use it. <laughs> you know, that's cool and fun little stories. Yes. Uh, places I've broken into and how I've got into them. You know, that has been an eye opener. Like I actually t- gave a talk at DEF CON in the war stories track about the silly ways that I was able to break into companies and you can too. Like, and, and yeah. I had an audience, I think of like, 50 to a hundred and okay. I had them laughing and stuff like that. So I like trying to take and make security fun because it's a really droll and dull subject if you don't or are not very technical. So I try and upbeat it a little. So that way it would people listening at home aren't just being like, Oh, time to change channel. Right. You know? Well, we're going to be bringing all of that here on talk of the town. I know that, um, you know, when, when you come back, we'll, we'll be telling stories. I've heard you tell some of the stories already um, off air, and I'm looking forward to sharing those things with people. You said that uh, you, you give talks to help protect people. If we have a company listening right now, I can think of a couple of my clients that, uh, that work with, you know, the public. Um, where would they go if they wanted more information on this or is there, is there a, there's tons of consultancies out there. Okay. There's actually none in Mankato. Right. I looked at starting my own, but I am not very well organized, mm-hmm. so I could never own my own company. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just don't have that ability, but if they got in touch with you, you could get them in touch with me. Okay. If they had questions, there's a ton of companies local in Minneapolis. Right. Right. Uh, that's pretty much uh, where the companies are at is up right. in Minneapolis. Well, and I'll tell you too, in my talks with um, folks like the county and the city, quite often it'll come up like, don't forget, there's this phone scam going on right mm-hmm. now, or there's, you know, some kind of the, the grandma, I need, I mean, I'm in jail phone call that has gone out. Um, we were warning that's people countless about times now, or your I car know. insurance or car warranties expire. Yeah. Send me a gift certificate or a gift card and, yeah. you know, I'll send you the cash later kind of thing. The greatest social engineering phishing attempts were like, I'm the Nigerian prince and I have yes. all these millions of dollars and I need to offshore them. Like that was, everybody had their Nigerian uh, relative. Your Nigerian prince, right? Yep. I think if it's uh, one thing that I've learned, if it sounds too good to be true. It always is. It's always too good to be true. Uh, Brad Ammerman, our guest today on Talk of the Town, cybersecurity, the topic, and we'll call you the ethical hacker. We will see you next time. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me.